0: CHC audio.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Todd Donald Show, starring me. In this episode, I chat with singer-songwriter and musician Luke Cyrus-Hunter. Luke delights us on with some of his music songs, and afterwards I do that bit that I stole from Journal Radio and every FM station ever, where I ask you to enhance my life and, by extension, all of our lives with your love of pop culture and wordplay. So ease your ass back into the slightly forgotten groove of the metaphorical workweek chair, because I know it don't thrill you, hope it don't kill you. Here we go.
2: Welcome back. You're listening
1: to The Todd Donald Show with Todd Donald. <laughs> So on the 11th of August, singer songwriter Luke Cyrus Hunter brought over his keyboard and chatted with me about people calling him Luke Skywalker and always requesting Piano Man and fucking Hey Jude all the time. And we also chat about music, recording influences, growing up, and more. He's super laid back and easy going, so enjoy the chat, kilo tunes, and such. Did somebody say puns? <laughs> last guest will have been samantha Mirandola. i've been reading the book phenomenal by the time you hear this i'll have read maybe the whole book <laughs> but sitting with me right now is a musician i've known for quite a while as luke hunter and it's got this cool new middle name it's not new mm-hmm. can you tell me uh the story of of how you went from luke hunter from Stereola, <laughs> that was on here in a different podcast in 2008 in this very basement and now oh, you are a solo artist and same just, guy i'm <laughs> same guy and another thing that you can't see is that like i'm 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 looking at the album but it looks like i'm showing him his own album yeah like, look at what you've done i don't know say say, say it in any way you want to say it what's been up since you were last on
3: okay so well that's like we'll just say 10 years approximately yeah. um so lots of stuff yeah where do i begin um you can zip,
1: but we'll focus more on recent
3: yeah. work. So at that time, I was in a band called Stereola. And then we put out an album. We did some shows. And uh, things kind of started to, I don't know. We just got a little bit burnt out, maybe. Um, I had a, I was, my daughter was born, uh, 2010. Um, kind of moved out of town for a little bit. Um and then fast forward like five years or so, back in Kitchener, kind of setting myself back up in the the uh, the region and like starting to make more contacts again and booking shows, doing a lot of solo work, um, and then a couple years ago, um, Wayne Bond, producer um, friend. Um, we were just talking about kind of finishing some old tracks that we had never finished, and so we kind of started recording and finishing these old tracks. And then I wrote some new tunes, and it turned into the album Renew, which I put out in 2017. Very good. That's yeah. the one I was flashing in front of in front yeah. of him just you know. <laughs> And that was just seemed like the whole process of making that was very smooth like everything like ideas came when they needed to come like people helping us to get certain things done like the artwork and the graphic design and everything it all just came together really well and then we just kept going from there we just kept writing and recording
1: of course the band Stereola that was on here i i want to say on here it was a podcast i did called the Lounge. you may have heard me reference it before stereola was a band with musicians and artists as well and producers of so many stuff. Wow, good English, Todd uh, Wayne Bond, who was the drummer of Stereola, and Jason Walsh, who was the guitarist, Jay Dubleve, as he's known, I think these days. Is it still? Yeah,
3: it? I guess so. It's it's kind of. He has like a couple of names, but yeah, Jay Walsh or Jay Dubleve. Yeah, yeah. Like these musicians are both
1: present on this. If if what you're mm-hmm. telling me is true, this is sort of in 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 some kind of spirit within the dialogue of 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 you and wayne and me like sort of like the this almost part hybrid of the the stereola album that didn't get finished yeah but it organically surfaces as this finished product as luke cyrus hunter which is cool and the only reason I'm saying that or hinting at the idea that I think that is because you have the song on here called Tequila Rum and Such, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. you guys performed like acoustically. Wayne, instead of playing drums, he was like patting his Yeah, legs. that's
3: right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like the first song that I think that was the first one when we, me and Wayne got back together where we took it, he remixed it and we took out a couple of things um, and I added like a new keyboard uh, solo in there, and uh, I re sang it, and then I redid like a. I came up with a different, like, backing vocal yeah. as well. Um, so, yeah, and that was like kind of the starting point where I was like, okay, like, I've always really loved this song.
1: Yeah, me too.
3: And so, I want to write songs that are kind of like upbeat, like this song, and like you can dance to it and like kind of fun and like in that style and so that was kind of like helped set the direction for where we would go i suppose i didn't properly introduce at the beginning uh i'm talking with a
1: singer songwriter n- fantastic musician uh luke cyrus hunter i didn't i didn't preface with the show with that although anyone who clicked on the link might already know that
3: but, and i've i i did not explain the name thing either so <laughs> <laughs> cyrus is my middle name right william cyrus luke william cyrus is my full name okay. but uh i just I was like, okay, well, there's a lot of hunters. And so I thought, you know, like Cyrus does have a, it's like kind of unique, not as much anymore with like Miley Cyrus. And <laughs> it Hilary has a Ray presence Cyrus. in
1: the music industry. They say
3: <laughs> Cyrus Chestnut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I threw that in there just to make my name stand out a bit more. That That's was kind of cool. the only reason. Sounds good.
1: Yeah. Anyone out there got a problem with that? Yeah. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> For those who, who haven't heard the song, uh, Tequila Rum and Such, it does have like the vibe of if Smooth by Rob S- Thomas wasn't written and sung by a douche. <laughs> but it has the vibe of that otherwise. Mu- musicianly, the fun of that song. Is yeah. On yeah. On this, and it has more interesting lyrics, in my
3: opinion. Yeah, interesting. It's
1: going from... Well, it's, it's, just, it's, it's got like that Latin rock.
3: Yeah, actually, album. when we first wrote that song... Uh, it kind of started off me and Jay sitting down together and uh, I was thinking or we were thinking like a slower tempo and actually like a Latin feel right. like a bossa nova or some kind of Latin feel right. and we rehearsed it that way with Wayne and then the day we went in to record it he j- at the start he just started playing like messing around and he started playing like a disco beat Right, and Did- we were just like okay let's do that Let's play the song with that beat. So let's go, and that's how it happened. <laughs> Wayne, did you that thing you do to key the rum and
1: such? It's like, come on, man! It's supposed to be a slow Latin battle. It's like, fuck that, ghost. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I hope you like my impersonation of Wayne Bond. I like knowing that, like that song, like this album. It's a fusion of efforts,
3: and okay. like a cornucopia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like at different times. Recorded in different spaces uh, with diff- different drums uh, and different room sounds and different instruments and stuff. So, yeah, definitely. And like myself, pretty being di- di- pretty diverse, like musically. Yeah. So, yeah, like there are certain songs that definitely have a different sound. The very first song, the instrumental one, was one that I wrote kind of thinking almost like a theme song for the album help try and tie it together right using like uh, vintage keyboard sounds and modern keyboard sounds which is kind of like I'm trying to do that a lot yeah um throughout so like that was kind of like I heard as the theme song and to try and kind of tie it together and then it kind of goes into some of the older songs and then the second half of the album is all newer stuff and it ends with that the jam which is like more, traditional sounds like it's just piano and organ yeah. and bass and drums um so the, and that's pretty different in a way than the other rest of the album like the beastie boys thing where they have like the jam track like that's yeah. kind of like the jam track at the end to finish it off so yeah for sure um the newer stuff is more i'd say like a little bit more cohesive yeah. it's still like reaching into like different places for like inspiration yeah but the sounds are a little bit more consistent and it's all done like in the same time, year, frame.
1: Right. <laughs> in the thought process of what, like when you're making stuff like songs, or, is there an element of saying no to things because those things won't help sell? Because I feel like there are some people who are... No, they don't want to be a rock star, but they want to make music for a living. And certain Mm. things creatively have to be said no to because it won't help you.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm not going to go off the deep end um, with what we're doing here. Um, You're not
1: going to make like a brick in the wall or anything?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Like (laughs) (laughs) I like us putting in a solo or a sound where it's like kind of psychedelic sounding because there's so much like delay and... And I've layered the sounds and stuff, so it's kind of trippy, but at the same it's done within the frame of like a pretty groovy pop song framework. I'm always trying to keep everything pretty upbeat and danceable. So yeah, like I will be putting out other stuff with other projects like as well in the next year. And that's kind of like different genres. So like yeah, with this, it is definitely focused. And like I wouldn't necessarily say like for selling. But just to be consistent, so that people kind of know, yeah, what they're gonna get.
1: You have the, you definitely. I'm speaking for you, of course. Uh, you have <laughs> uh, the consideration of people enjoying listening to your music. Yeah, absolutely. Of, it's not of, just about me. You're not trying to. You're not trying to show off. You're not trying to no. go for the most complex thing. You're you're just saying no. yes to like what feels good, what creatively satisfies you, but also can be enjoyed by other people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Why didn't I think of that sooner? <laughs> with my own music, I tend to hate it because I always went first with my own
3: satisfaction. What I do is like I'll often v- picture myself like performing the song while I'm writing it. Yeah, yeah. If I'm in a space with people and they're listening, is this going to be a song that... I'm gonna feel comfortable playing. Like, is it gonna? I don't want to do something that's like too personal, mm. and then I'd be feel uncomfortable, or like people feel uncomfortable listening to it. Right. <laughs> so yeah, like I try and picture like the it being performed. Yeah, as well.
1: There's another thing that you're probably aware of. Like, you probably don't arrange 50 instruments that are necessary to pull it off live. You're like, yeah, you 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 arrange for the music to be happening within. What you're playing, what the rhythm section's playing, and what you're singing, and that's mm-hmm. like that—that that fills the song.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, try is, not to go overboard with it.
1: Welcome to rock and roll school, dipshits!
3: Like, <laughs> once we get like the drums, and then like a couple keyboards, bass, and a rhythm guitar, it sounds pretty full already. Yeah. It doesn't need a whole lot more at that point. Mm-hmm. We really fine tune the tones. So that like everything fits within a certain um, like EQ range, so that it's kind of like filling out the sound spectrum, right, from high to low, so that everything is covered. And I'm trying to make something groove. So I always like music where there's like different parts coming in, fitting in the pocket, mm-hmm. um, like
1: Jimmy Smith, whom I figured maybe you might yeah be aware of.
3: Yeah, like. How things work together to create the groove. So you don't need a whole lot. You just need things working well together. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I I, I enjoy Pet Sounds, but I also enjoy The White Stripes. Pet Sounds is an album, kids, by a band of The Beach Boys, who, in that point, were trying to get elephants and stuff in the room for for session. I'm exaggerating. I'm Ten
3: thousand not... didgeridoos. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, you have the polar opposite of like that attempt at phil Spector. you have like albums like mm-hmm. all things must pass but like we need two drummers and <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um five five guitars playing that one part um and then you have the white stripes which is just vocal guitar drums yeah and i find them both equally satisfying mm-hmm. it just depends mm-hmm. on the intent and the the passion of the person making it
3: yeah and i mean for that music like the white stripes like it just suits it like you wouldn't want it to be overproduced or you know right have too many instruments on it it's just like it's perfect for what it is yeah so.
1: <laughs> what's that i'm not saving the songs for the end and finally doing that inner insertion of a live off the floor performance that everyone else was already doing Well, that's too little too late. Sorry to interrupt our conversation, but here's Luke Cyrus Hunter performing a song we'll be talking about later in the show, Old School Jam, right here on the Todd Donald Show.
0: The road push your push it, push your push your push your let's go and Jojo, you got the vibe. Ride that book, and now every night it's old school that speaks to me, gotta roll with the punches like an MC. Hi, 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 hi. Everybody dance to an old school jam. Hi, 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 earth, wind and fire, slime the fam. So kick it old school In an old school way With such three saw sneaks It's time to play Mike's fresh West Bill Bib Defoe, KRS-One Boogie down and flow My philosophy Is to make it tight And it takes two To make a thing go right Get down Show me how Music's my life And i finally found it. It's old school It speaks to me Gotta roll with the punches Like an MC Toronto No surprise Jam to hot. Ain't no lie The macambo Was the place to be party all night. Hey, everybody, I'm JoJo. Oh, you got the vibe. Ride that boogie now every night. Hi, 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 hi. Everybody dance to an old school jam. Hi, 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 hi. A one fire, slime, the of-
3: The guitar, like I'm, I've played guitar for a long time, but I'm not picking up the guitar every day. Mm-hmm. Um, there are times where I've been practicing, and I feel like, oh yeah, I really know like the neck of the guitar really well. I won't play it for a long time, and then I have to kind of remind myself. So I've kind of developed a certain style that suits what I do. Like I listen to Nile Rodgers, right? From like La Chic, Chic, yeah, and like Sister Sledge and Daft Punk as well. He enough. plays on some of that stuff.
1: One of David Bowie's most successful albums, Let's yeah. Dance.
3: Yeah, big time producer. Yeah, he produced that. And like he did, a, like in the 80s, he did a lot of stuff like Duran Duran yeah. and Madonna, even. And so, his, I've listened even just to him talking in interviews about his guitar style, where it's just like he plays these chugga chugga rhythms mm-hmm. and he'll only play like three strings or four strings at a time. He's not playing like a full bar chord. and up higher on the neck Mm -hmm. so just like that's kind of the style of what i'm trying to do like interesting like chord inversions yeah (laughs) less strings like not the whole guitar yeah Um, yeah. you're
1: not we're not it's not folk territory it's like yeah exactly yeah it's in the place between rhythm and brush strokes of ear candy
3: yeah exactly like it's ear candy like it feels good to listen to it it's rhythmic. It's very rhythmic. It's not um, trying to beat you over the head, though. It's not trying to beat you over the head. It just like really complements the song. As Compliments. Tra- yeah.
1: Fan, you fucking found the the most bitch and rad word for that. <laughs> I, I could have stopped at the word complements it. Yeah. And I had to find like fairy dust. I w- I won't give an A plus to the lyrics, but like the A plus to the to the singing style of Ron Isley. But who's the other guy mm. in the Isley Brothers? The guy who was known for playing the guitar. Oh God. Didn't. Um So the Isley brothers are Ernie Isley. So Ernie I would never would have known I wouldn't have known that. I didn't even know that yeah. to, to begin with. So I'm I'm not I'm not like not accessing my brain on purpose because I didn't already have that information. No, I
3: definitely didn't i feel like ernie is not a great name for <laughs> musician either that's
1: why it was all the albums <laughs> say like the Isley brothers featuring ronald ronald yeah. Isley. i was like well his name's ronald like they they couldn't have, yeah what the fuck do you guys do do you guys ron have or a Ronnie burger at joint at off the route ron 66 and ron and ernie <laughs> they put out songs like uh between the sheets twist and shout yeah, of course twist and show yeah
3: it's your thing oh man the, that's a great song it's yeah classic
1: so i've listened to a little bit more of the Isaac brothers and what they were doing in the 70s i'm like okay this stuff is pretty iconic and known for its rhythm its riffs and its vocal styles the lyrics
3: and eh, but <laughs> i mean well uh, like just those you just named like three or four songs yeah. and like those songs have had a huge impact on the, right exactly. today still
1: they've been sampled by so many of the most well-known puff daddy songs and mm-hmm. um but like that's the second example that I can now think of. Mm-hmm. You have now Rodgers, and then you have Ernie Isley. Yeah, for those sure. two had to have like they ruled the '70s and '80s as mm-hmm. far as rhythm guitar in music that was made for dancing. Yeah, in music that was made to not beat you over the head or take you on a psychedelic journey. Mm-hmm. That that guitar that was meant to like yeah make it's you true. addicted to the song like KFC's chemicals.
3: You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And like lyrically. um, I either tend to go with something where it's like not too deep, just kind of fun. Or I might look at something to do with life and like my experience or like kind of looking at it bigger picture, Yeah. but without never wanting to be like preachy or telling people how to think or what to do or anything like that. I've always, I would like to write like um, a protest song of some sort or like some topical thing. I'm, trying to but i haven't done it yet right i don't know i don't want it it has to be right like what i'm saying you know like
1: i feel like i don't mean like in moments of like rage where people write like a breakup song immediately after breaking up with someone i mean first of all if you're writing a, a breakup song immediately after breaking up with someone you're not in that much pain yeah because people, people who <laughs> are in that much this. pain <laughs> they just want to lie down and yeah. not move but I, th- I feel like the best breakup songs are ones that fall out of people and it, you know it's accompanied by an awareness of their own songwriting technique and not just raw emotion the raw emotions in the memory it's it's in what falls out but it's not like present in your mood when you're writing it i feel like any any good political song will be you're you're, you're more aware of making a good song than being like it's it's the mouthpiece of my rage and like yeah
3: even then i think i would try and be kind of subtle at times and not so overt with what i'm saying like if you like more mccartney-esque um yeah something that might make people think or 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 be like i wonder what he's talking about there and then maybe then they start thinking about it or they look up a phrase because i mentioned something pretty specific but i don't explain it and then they go they look it up and then they get into topic or whatever like that's the kind of thing that i'm that i like to do just like a subtle reference here and there kind of thing i dig it yeah it says,
0: you dig
1: listen zach de la Rocha, chuck d and fucking john lennon you ass wipes yeah. are doing it wrong the whole time <laughs> yeah, <right>. no, <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I, I think there's good examples of both the subtle mm-hmm. political message and the the more overt again i there, there's no wrong answer
3: yeah exactly
1: if, yeah. if if your heart's in the right place when you're making the music there's an audience for everything so like your shit could totally suck and it doesn't matter i'm like <laughs> sorry i don't want that to go the wrong way i'm just saying i'm just saying like if there's sincerity going into right it, if yeah. you're not just trying to get famous mm-hmm. which they have these songwriting seminars
3: mm-hmm. scroll through my facebook feed and like you get all these sponsored ads how to place music in like syncing yes it. And like how to be a producer and like how to make money with music.
1: Get get a song on True Blood. Write a hit song in two minutes or less. Like, fuck off. (laughs) The times they are changing. I also don't like getting older and knowing that the mainstream music isn't for me anymore.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. It's like I try and be open-minded and like um, I'll listen to the radio and I'll try and find songs that I do like. But it's getting harder and harder. And you have to try. I ha- I do. Yeah. And I have to try. Yeah. <laughs> I might be like, oh, I like that. Whatever. Like about the song. Like I liked that little two bar th- vocal thing there or like the keyboard or yeah. the bass part. But like it's pretty rare. Where I'm like, oh, I like that whole song from mm-hmm. start to finish. I, I And I try. I try. I would
1: be interested to know like what crowd, what scene was happening that you were nearest when you were just starting to put yourself out there
3: okay yeah that's interesting it was in high school that i really started to like i had been playing piano for a long time but in high school i kind of i really started to like connect with music and like songwriting and started singing more and that's when i started uh, playing guitar as well my family moved up to bracebridge in muskoka at that time so i was kind of like isolated a bit from friends i didn't you know like i was in a new place so yeah spending a lot more time at home just like playing music and getting into writing songs and there was actually a pretty good music scene there an artistic kind of folk and rock scene my experience was just like with playing at the high school like for the coffee house night i think is what they called it assemblies and things like that and Playing with some of the musicians in the high school and i had a band and we would you know just like jam in the basement and like we just that's how i learned how to play in a band and improvise yeah and that's kind of like where i realized that that music was the thing for me that that's what i wanted to do yeah from there i went to humber college okay and studied music
1: what were some of like the albums that, oh, were, right, right, right. that were like big among the the people that you knew and and you're in your own yeah
3: family. so it was a mix of like being influenced by like my parents record collection and what was current and stuff at that time it was like Nirvana Pearl Jam, the Tea Party. Yeah. I have Mother Earth, but like I wouldn't say that all those bands were like an influence on me, like okay. I liked some of them in a nostalgic way, kind of like listening back to them now yeah. more than I even did at the time, <laughs> 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 but yeah, like um, even like older stuff, like i was I've always been a big Beatles fan, so I've always loved the Beatles and John Lennon, and like Cat Stevens was like when i was just learning guitar it was perfect because it's not that hard to play so i was like and it suited me vocally so that was kind of like i learned to play a bunch of cat Stevens songs when i was learning guitar
1: but which one has um fucking bitter blue on it that's teaser in the fire cat right yeah that's definitely my favorite shadow yeah uh, peace train the wind
3: the wind yeah oh man yeah and his vocals like he really can give it yeah like And I'm trying to think of like actual current stuff at that time that I was listening to as well. Like Cake for sure. Nice. Remember Fashion Nugget? Yeah. Like doing some of their songs and like who else? Um, Just that 90s stuff. And then Um, you're in Humber? That's when I I was studying jazz and like music. And um, I was definitely focused on keyboards at that time. And I was playing around the city uh, by the second or third. Third year I started playing around the city. So yeah. nice. with some bands. So yeah. That was kind of like where I was kind of moving into like playing professionally. So
1: nice. That was
3: in one band where it was like almost in some ways similar to what I'm doing now. It was like Jamiraque influenced, but also nice. like Modesky, Martin and Wood was a big influence. Okay. For me at that time, like jamming organ and keyboards and funky stuff. Yeah. So that was always I really liked that that band are you like a guy who do you are you on reddit like in the music communities on reddit at all
1: no it's just up here in okay
3: because <laughs> like i'm just starting to get into it and there's some really interesting like music communities on there okay um people like recommending stuff or people sharing their music
1: is this like pinterest for boys or something
3: um have you heard of reddit <laughs> Yeah, I have a... it's like all these subcategories, right, where you right. join a group and then there's discussions and you contribute in some way. Exactly. So it's like a conversation. Okay. And people saying, "You know, I'm really into this band. Who else can you recommend that's in the same style?" And it's not all about like obvious choices, like right. it's about like indie bands and stuff like that. So you can I'm just sort of getting into exploring it, but like right. there's some really interesting Um, it's a really interesting way to like find new music
1: once again interrupting a nice conversation with luke cyrus hunter and i is the amazing luke cyrus hunter performing might be more here on the todd donald
0: show around you
3: school i was like a songwriter and then i studied jazz so intensely and i stopped writing songs for like three or four years and then i got into playing in bands where they were writing songs so that kind of got me into writing again
1: yeah
3: and then i went and worked on a cruise ship that was a whole other thing and then came back and started playing with shania twain tribute band (laughs) so like i've been like all over the map and so i have been times where i was writing and then i would get away from it because yeah. of whatever i was doing but i've always loved the uh the process yeah and like the creative process so now i feel like i'm doing what i love like writing and recording yeah um and i do solo shows and stuff pretty often and i get to go and play like i do weddings and stuff like that just for you know for gigs and whatnot but yeah like right now um I'm more than halfway into making an album with Wayne Bond so um, if we could talk about that maybe yeah no absolutely. We put out uh, video uh, in July and actually that was like my first experience where like I had a lot more control over making the video like I actually shot it with my daughter and my wife was there too. she did a little bit of the filming but I shot it in Toronto and we were like went around to a few different places like Nathan Phillips square and like in front of the horseshoe. And like, I wanted to get some of these iconic places cause the yeah. song is called old school jam. So, yeah. um, I wanted to feature some of those places and I'm actually, the song I referenced like tons of places and things and right. Toronto. So like, is, one, it,
1: is it an ode to Toronto? The song? It's like, like
3: an ode or to the video. I mean, yeah, it's, it's an ode to Toronto and old school music, especially right. like, some of the videos that i remember from like when i was a kid that were like so fun and just like when hip-hop was kind of like new and like it was like pop at the same time like young mc and like bust Busta yeah. move and like um maestro fresh west and like all that kind of stuff yeah, like yeah. it's a tribute to that kind of music
1: beastie boy's root down video sort of came to keep yeah. in mind yeah like street maps and shots of the subway Mm -hmm. shots of the city mixed with some dancing some lovely dancing by your daughter that's right yeah um that 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 was like it 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 brought like i had this thing in mind like i already liked the video before i saw it and the video is really cool can you describe the lyrical content? Because I found yeah. it really fun to listen to.
3: It was actually a really neat process writing that song. Like from the start, I was like, "Okay, I want to write like a party tune, and I wanted it to be really simple, like musically." And so I was listening to um, "Boston Move" by a young MC and Rob Bass, um, It takes two. Yeah, and yeah. I can go right. And I was like, right okay. about no, that's a different song. Is that <laughs> it takes two to make a thing go right? Yeah.
1: But is it is it the one that starts off with like right about now? Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. There's like a kind of a dark yeah <laughs> intro. Yeah, it's pretty dark. Okay, so this is really interesting. At first, I was like gonna try and write a song about all these clubs, dance clubs around the world. Yeah, and that didn't happen. But like, I had a, my paper out, and I'm listening to songs and Young MC, and then like it was my YouTube or Spotify was like suggesting songs, right? So I listened to a song, Roll With The Punches, which is a young MC song from the same era. And it's got like a cool piano riff in it. So I wrote that down. I'm like, Roll With The Punches, young MC. I wrote it on the paper. Mm -hmm. And then I was just listening to like suggested videos. And there was this one guy called D Train. And he had a song called You're The One For Me. And I'd never heard it before. I was was like, okay, this is kind of cool. I like the groove of it. I wasn't like crazy about it but I'm like I like the the groove of it so I wrote that down D Train you're the one for me Roll with the punches Young MC And I didn't even think about it and I wrote down a bunch of other songs and I put it away and I went away and did other things and like the next time I came down to it to the song I looked at the paper and I'm like holy cow like it's like perfect yeah, yeah. D Train you're the one for me Roll with the punches like Young MC like it already I'm like, okay, this, this is like the opening line it's to the song. kismet. Yeah. So then I kind of started like collecting references, like songs. Um, and then I started throwing in Toronto references. I asked people on Facebook, where's a place you would go to listen to old school music? And people were like recommending places or like past or present. So I included the Elma Combo and the Wrecking Yard. And then I just mentioned like all these artists that I remember that were like, trying to fit it into the same category, like, Maestro, Balbiv DeVoe, like, all these references, and just kind of tied it all into a song. So... And then I kind of threw in some references to 70s groups that were, like, would have influenced, like, 80s groups. Yeah, yeah. Giorgio Moroder, who's a keyboard producer. Yeah. Earth, Wind & Fire, Sly & The Family Stone. Yeah. So I mentioned those people as well, because they would have influenced like the 80s vibe that i was going for so nice.
1: it helps the listener but without you don't have on your hands what would count as like an educational song like right the, this isn't like the this is how to break day <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> um, it's like it's not um,
3: instructional or anything yeah
1: yeah it's it's an homage that inadvertently invites the listener into a conversation about music with you it it invites the listener to know about music that you cherish mm-hmm. and it invites the listener to know something that they might not have before about what made hip hop and dance and funk and and r and b so great,
3: yeah exactly like and it, yeah it was just like a fun period of time for music
1: oh great time
3: and like i'll and i was i like I literally was like doing research like with the songs and like i even I'm like what were those like sneakers like what's like I mentioned uh superstar sneaks, which was like the um I think it's the adidas ones that like run dmc would have worn at that time so i mentioned that in the song and everything like yeah so i i, I went like pretty deep there's a lot of references in there
1: all right <laughs> stop what you're doing <laughs> and go watch that fucking video and then come back welcome back um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna supply a link for that video cool but as far as like people being able to just like uh Mm-hmm. T- to just play the music where, where, where mm-hmm. can the listener get the music
3: uh lots of places um if you just want to listen
1: if you just want to listen like an asshole no you can, i, I, I mean.
3: <laughs> <laughs> i'm on youtube there's videos and stuff but yeah like spotify um i have a soundcloud page i am set up with like the distro kid thing so it's like right it's on all the the platforms
1: all the it, worldwide digital distribution yeah. yeah
3: worldwide worldwide <laughs>
1: i like how they use that term to make
3: it appeal yeah
1: like for for indie pool it's like i went with them for a couple albums and they're like you get yeah with it with this you get worldwide digital distribution and it <laughs> sounds so cool how could yeah. you say no by the way apple's going to take like 99 percent of whatever people yeah exactly buy on yeah <laughs> like, exactly I, uh, dude, I, I love your music and I appreciate you letting me take the journey that this conversation mm-hmm. uh, went in. It's been fun. Via interruptions and such. <laughs> via interruptions <Yeah>. and such. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it fits the same. I'm going to give you now, the listener, the third performance and go check out this motherfucker's music online. You got the links chances are most of you come to the podcast episodes by looking at my instagram and not listening but this time listen and um <laughs> uh, you'll see that he's been on the show before and maybe i'll put up a vault episode with stereola from 2008 but anyway luke thank you for taking the time yeah, you're welcome i'm saying Seems that great. very hostly but right, I, I also we are shaking it. hands we are shaking <laughs> hands <laughs> And for the last live off the floor performance by Luke Cyrus Hunter, is Luke Cyrus Hunter performing Got Me Reeling? Not with a G, with an apostrophe, baby. Enjoy.
0: I've been searching, searching But what she provides is just what I'm needing Help me now, I can't fight this feeling My baby's loving has got me reeling All my life I've been waiting, waiting Every day we're anticipating Cause tonight Tonight We'll see Who we'll be So help me now I can't fight this feeling My baby's Loving has got me freedom. all my life I've been waiting Searching But what she provides is just What I'm needing Whoa Help me now I can't fight this feeling Love and it's got me real. Whoa! All my life I've been waiting, waiting. Every day we're anticipating. Happy real
2: Thanks for listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show. Starring, produced, and edited by Todd Donald. The piano music and the rap is by J.P. Sunga, who you can find at jpsunga.com. The theme music is Maki by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar-none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock, in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. Follow and interact with at ToddDonaldShow on Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. Have a great day, friends.